Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Tesvav, I think. Daf 15 of Mesech Taksubis. Uh, friends, today we're going to uh, wrap up the first parak of Mesech Taksubis, which is pretty cool. One parak into Mesech Taksubis. Um, so far it's been alright, I think. Ooh, it's no Yavamis. Thank God. Um, anyways, yeah, so it's interesting, Daf, you know, we continue in the Machlokas of Gamliel and um, Yoshua kind of, but also we get into the sugas of like uh, Rov and Kol Du Parish, Merubu Parish, Kol Kavok, Mechza, These are sugas that we've seen before, but they're going to come up again in today's Daf, so interesting stuff. Let's jump in on the Fudalim and Bez at the Mishnah, about eight lines from the bottom. Omer Biosi. Says Rabbi Yossi, There was a uh, story with a girl who went to fill up water from a spring, Venanza, and she got raped. Look, if the place where this happened, most of the people in the city are people that would be able to marry a coin. They're not possible or anything like or anything like that. So then she is not possible either, and she would still be able to marry a Kohen. Says the Gemara, Omele Ravale Rav Nachman, says Ravate Rav Nachman, Rav Yochan ben Nuri de Omer Kiman. So says Rav Nachman, says Ravate Rav Nachman, who is Rav Yochan ben Nuri going like? That he's saying that, you know, if the majority of the people there are kosher, so then she's kosher, but, uh, you know, if, if the majority of the people wouldn't be kosher, then she wouldn't be kosher. So who's it like? If it's a Gaben Gamliel, right? As we saw, I think we saw Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi the other day, right? That uh, right that um, you know Rabbi Gamliel says that we believe her, that she's kosher. So and it would be even if the majority of the people are apostles, she would be kosher. And if it's Rabbi Yeshua, then even if most of the people were kosher, he would still say that we can't uh, we can't rely upon her. So Rav says of Nachman to Rav that this is what Rav says in the name of Rav. shel So it says Rav Nachman to Rav that Rav says in the name of Rav that. You know, really it is going like Rabbi Yoshua, but the reason why she can marry a coin over here is because there's actually two roves going on. Bikrono Shotzipori. That says, reviewed in the name of Rab, that this Davka happened, Bikrono Shotzipori, right? Sipori was a place, that's where Rabbi Yossi was, right? Uh, so Sipori was a place where most people were kosher. And it was on the day of the market, where people were coming into town, and those people were also majority of people that were kosher. And because there was a double row, a double, a double majority of people being kosher, that is why we could assume that she is kosher as well. And like Rabami, the Amr Rabami, that says, Rabami, Vushaisa Siyah, Shal Pnei Odom, Ksherin that Davka, because there was a group of kosher people that were there as well. That Rabbiane says that if uh, she had Bia in a wagon, so then she's Kesheret to marry a coin. What do you mean? I don't understand. 
that if she has beer in a wagon, then she's kosher to marry a coin. What does that mean? No, what it means is that if she had beer at a time that there were other wagons around, i.e., and at the shuk of Tsipori, where Tsipori is a place where most people are kosher, and these people, these wagons that were coming into town, most of them were kosher as well. So then, because there's a double rove, that is why she would be able to be married, or a double rove of kosher. So then, that's why she would be able to marry a stuki. But if there was only one rove, right, if it was just the fact that it was a fellow from Tsipori who, um, slept with her, that wouldn't, then, then, then we wouldn't be able to assume that, um, the child is, um, uh, kosher. Rather, we wouldn't know what the status of the child is. That is like when Rav Dimi came, he said in the name of Zairi, Amr B'chanina, the name of B'chanina, V'amilo, Amr Zairi, Amr B'chanina, Sam Takasev, Zairi says in the name of B'chanina, Holchen Acha Rov Ha'ir, Ve'ein Holchen Acha Rov Siyah. That we go based on the majority of the city, right? If the majority of the city is kosher, then they're kosher, but we don't go based on the majority of the group of travelers. Klapilayit, which Sigmar says, what? That doesn't make any sense. Haninaide v'hanei kviye v'kaime. One second, if we're going to trust anybody, it would be the people traveling because they're on the move as opposed to people in the city. They are stationary, as we're going to uh, see in a few lines from now. Right? We're going to bring up the concept that we've seen before of that anything that is fixed is automatically treated like 50-50. So meaning, if you have people in the city, and the city is a static place, a stationary place, where right? people live there, they're not going anywhere. So that So even if the majority is kosher, Nonetheless, we would have to say We treat them as a suffix, as a 50-50 And therefore, um, we would not be able to rely upon that As opposed to the people traveling Well, they're on the move, they're not in a fixed place So if anything, we should be able to rely on their majority And if they're a majority of kosher people, then that should be okay No, so rather, what and they're saying is that we can go after the majority of the city, i.e. in a place like Zipori where most people are kosher. We can assume that the fellow uh, who slept with this girl was kosher. And as long as there is also a majority coming from the travelers coming into town, um, if they are also a majority of kosher people, people who would be able to marry Kohanim. So the double majority of the um of the um, of the city as well as the, the travelers, the visitors. So that is um, what enables us to assume that she is uh, kosher. Okay. Fine. Um, okay. So so ve'ein holchen acharov ha'ir gredasa, but we would not rely only upon the majority of the city alone. Right, the fact that in Sipori most people are kosher, that is not enough. And we also do not follow the majority of the um, of the um, travelers of the group alone. My time. How come we can't rely upon the majority of the group alone if there are a majority of kosher people and they're not fixed, rather they're moving? So shouldn't we be allowed to rely upon that majority? Yes, technically we should be able to rely upon the majority of this uh, group of travelers, but 
and we're concerned that if we rely upon their majority to say that um, they're ca- that, that she's kosher, so then we would also rely upon the majority in the city, and the city is not right. That's fixed, and therefore it's like 50-50, not like a majority. but one second. But even when it comes to the city, if they went to her, i.e., they were moving around. Well, then we wouldn't say rather we'd say call the parish parish that this fellow who slept with her came from the majority i.e. and was probably kosher so yeah but it's talking about a case where she went to them and therefore um they didn't go anywhere they were stationary and therefore um, it's only like they were like 50% kosher 50% possible and therefore we cannot assume that um, she slept with somebody kosher. The Havali Kavua, that, uh, you know, if she went to them, then it's considered fixed. That whenever you have a fixed amount, then the majority becomes irrelevant. It's just considered like 50-50, um, and it's uncertain. One second. Do we really require this double majority? We've seen this before, I think at least twice. See, it's quoted in Psachim. Okay, I think we've seen this Teisha Chanuyos more than just in Psachim. So Teisha Chanuyos, Kula Mochers B'Sai Shkuto, that you have these nine stores, and they all sell kosher meat, V'achas Mochers B'Sai Nevela, but then you have one store that sells non-kosher meat. V'lokach Me'echod Me'achas Me'en, and he chaptarain meat from one of the stores, but he's not sure, V'en Yudea Me'ei Zemein Lokach, but he's not sure which one he took from. So we know exactly what the proportions are. Nine are kosher, one is not kosher. He knows that he walked into one of them, purchased meat, but that he's not sure which one. So sveko osr. So the suffix is osr because that's kol kavua We know that there's nine are kosher, one is posel. So we know exactly what the, what the uh, sort of breakdown is. We know that this guy went into one of the stores. Now he's just not sure which one. So yeah. So now do we say, well, the chances are that he went to a kosher one? No, we say that we have to view it as if it's 50-50 and it's a suffix and, we're, and, and we don't know if it's kosher, if he has kosher meat or pus or, or, or treif meat. But what if he didn't go into a store to buy, rather he just finds a piece of meat lying in this area and he doesn't know the um, source of the, the origin of the meat. Well, in that case, we could go based on the majority and we'll assume called the parish, move a parish, that this piece of meat probably came from a kosher store so there we're saying that you could eat the meat that you can assume that it's you know came from a kosher store and that's only one majority the majority of the nine stores being kosher well maybe you could say well it's talking about a situation where the gates to the city or the state were not locked i.e the that there's also other people coming into this town and their majority is also a majority of kosher. So maybe it was a double rove. But Rebzer says, no, even if the gates were locked, and we know that there's only the majority, this current majority, that nine of the stores are kosher, one of them is treif. So based on that majority alone, you could assume that this piece of meat that you find is kosher meat. So my also be Yuchsin. The Gemara says, Enachinami. Look, in general, one rove is enough. But here, when it comes to Yuchsin, when we're saying who can marry a Kohen, so then in order for in this situation this girl to be able to marry a Kohen, there would have to be a double rove, right? So for the for example, that 
the majority of the people in Tsipori are kosher people and the majority of the people who are coming into Tsipori for the market are also kosher people as well. Kufa, we said earlier, the Abzeri had said that whenever you have sort of a fixed amount, so then we view it as 50-50, right? So for example, we have these nine stores. So even though nine of them are kosher and one of them is uh, treif, nonetheless, because we know exactly the proportions, right? Nine are kosher, one is treif. So if a guy goes into one of them and he's not sure which one he went into, so he can't assume, well, it's a 90% chance that he went into the kosher one, rather it's 50-50. So bain l'kula, bain l'chumra, and this is whether to be lenient or to be stringent. So menole l'rebzeira ha, how does l'rebzeira know this? Well, if it's from our example that we just gave, you have the nine stores, kula mochus p'sar shchuta, they're all selling kosher meat, v'achas p'sar nevela, and one of them is selling non-kosher meat, v'lokach me'achas men, and he goes and he purchases from one of the stores, v'enuyodem me'eza me'en lokach, but he doesn't know which store he purchased from. Sveiko oser, so then the suffix is also because of but if you find a piece you know in the in the public area outside all of these stores and you don't know which one it came from well in that case you can go based on the majority so what do we see we saw in the ratio that if he goes into one of the um, buildings one of the butchers so then we have to assume that it's a suffix whether the meat is kosher or not right because uh, the fact that we know that it's nine kosher ones and one non-kosher one, so we don't view it as a majority, 90% kosher, rather we view it as 50-50, and um, you can't eat that meat. So awesome luchumra, okay, fine. So there it's being specifically stringent to say that, you know, I would think that 90% chance it's kosher meat, but we're saying no, and we're being stringent and saying that you cannot eat the meat. So rather from, if you have nine frogs, now frogs are not sheritzes, so you have nine dead frogs, and then you have one dead toad. So now a dead toad would be a sheritz. And you touch one of them, and he's not sure which one he touched. So again, so we have nine of them are kosher, one of them is Tame. So Sveiko Tame, well, we're not sure, we have to assume that he's uh, Tame because that even though, yes, nine of them are uh, Tahor, but because we know that one of them is Tame, so we have to view it as a 50-50 chance and we don't know if he touched the Tame one or not. But they're also Luchumra, we're being stringent, right? We're saying even though you would think that you can assume that he's Tahor because 9 out of 10 of them are Tahor but still we're being stringent to say that because of that one so so it's like 50-50 and um, you know we have to assume that he's Tameh but rather rather it's from the opposite when you have 9 toads when you have 9 Sheritzes and then there's one frog which is Tahor among them and he touched one of them, he doesn't know which one he touched. So just like, you know, when nine of them were Tahor and one of them was Tameh, we said, well, we have to be concerned that you touched the Tameh one. Well, the same thing applies in the opposite as well. That when nine of them are Tameh and one of them is Tahor, so we assume not that it's a 90% chance that he touched the Tameh one, but rather it's a 50-50% chance, we don't know. And therefore, and therefore, if it's in Rishus Hayachid, so then the suffix is Tameh. If it's in Rishus Arabim, the suffix is Tahor. Because we have a concept of suffix Tumah Rishus Arabim Tahor. That if we're, right, if there's a suffix Tumah in Rishus Arabim, 
So, so then we can assume that it's Tahor. So here also, right, there were nine of them were Tame. One of them were, were Tahor, right? None of them were these Sheritzes. One of them was a frog, which is Tahor. So now um, we don't say, well, 90% chance is that he touched uh, the Tame one. Rather, we say it's a 50-50 chance. And um, therefore, if it's in Rishusa Rabim, uh, we would say that he's Tahor. If it's in Rishusa Yachid, so then Suffolk Tumah Rishusa Yachid is Tahor. But what do we see? We see that even to be lenient, right? We don't say that it's a 90% chance that he touched the Tommy one. Rather, we say it's a 50-50% chance that he may have touched the Tahor one. And if it's a Rishus Arabim, he would be Tahor. So we see that Kokavok Mechzadami works both to be stringent, like we saw by the nine uh, um, stores, as well as when you have nine Tahor, like frogs. Uh, but we also see it's to be lenient when you have nine Sheritzes and one frog, in all of those cases, we view it as 50-50. When we do Araisa, we know that even when we do Araisa, we say, Alright, uh, it seems that there's a little kid here playing piano. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but very distracting. Um, okay, when we do Araisa, we know So how do we know that even when we do Araisa, uh, we say So Omer Kro Wow, that's very distracting. Omer Kro, the Pasuk says, So the Pasuk says, you know, if a fellow kills another fellow, so it says that he will sort of ambush him. So says Rib Shimon, so we're in Sanhedrin, we're gonna get to him in Sakta Sanhedrin. Wow. Kid. Just hitting the keys. Um, anyways, so it says Reb Shimon, you have to specifically intend for that fellow, right? So if you intended to kill Reuven and by accident you killed Shimon, so so you're Potter. Because, you know, yeah, in order to be Chayv, you have to kill the person who you intended to kill. So the rabbis argue with that and they say, no, look, if he intended to kill Reuven and he killed Shimon, he was intending to kill somebody and he did. So then he'd be chayv. So then what do you learn out from the Pasuk of Arav Lo Vakamalov? So Rabbanan Amri the Verabyane, the Rabbi said by the Bismarch Rabyane Prat Lazoik Evan Lego. What it comes is to exclude a situation where you take a stone and you throw it into a crowd, and um, in that case you would be Potter because you didn't have specific intention for a person. Now, Hechidami, what's the deal with this crowd? Right, because after all, the rabbi said if you intended to kill Ruven and you killed Shimon, so then you're chayv. So if you throw it into a crowd and it's all yidden, so you intended to kill a yidden, you did kill a yid, so you should be chayv. So if it's talking about a crowd where there are nine Canaanites and one yid, so then, so then, so so I could assume that the reason why I don't need a pasuk to tell me that he'd be potter. I know he'd be potter because um, the majority are are Canaanites, and therefore he'd be potter for killing them. Inami palga ufalga, and if you're going to say it's talking about a situation where it's fifty-fifty, right? Fifty percent Canaanites, fifty percent Yidden. Still, we wouldn't. He wouldn't be chayv because it's a fifty-fifty chance he killed the yid, fifty-fifty chance he killed the Canaanite. So therefore, uh, we'd say in general, we're lenient, right? We we don't want to 
you know, give out capital offenses. We don't want to execute people. And therefore, if there is a possibility for us to say that he's Potter, so then we'll say that he's Potter. And here there's a possibility because we'll say, look, it's a 50-50% chance. Maybe he killed a Canaanite. So, Lotzricha, Dikatishri, Yisraelim, Viknani Echod. Rather, it's talking about a situation where there were nine Yidin and one Canaanite. And therefore, um, the, based on the majority, I would think that he would be a Chayev, right? Because the majority of Yidin. But nonetheless, that one Canaanite is a fixed presence. And any fixed presence is like 50-50. And therefore, we don't go by the majority and assume that he killed a Yid. Rather, we say there was a Canaanite there. And therefore, it's like 50-50 and it's a suffix. And therefore, he would be Potter. So there you have it based on Ba'ar of Lob We have a uh, precedence in the Torah for um, for Kol Kavua, Kimechza Itmar, it was stated of Chiyabar Ashi, Omer Rab, Halacha Kribiosi. So it says of Chiyabar Ashi, in the name of Rab, that Halacha is a Kribiosi, like our Mishnah, right? We said that there was this girl and she got raped, and then, so it says of Yochan Benuri that if the majority of the people uh, over there were cautious, then she's able to marry a coin. Ravchon Barave, Omer Rab, Horasha Haisa, says of Chon Barave, in the name of Rab, that we only, no, in that case where we said she can marry a coin, it was only in that specific case, but you can't apply it generally. We're going to have to figure out exactly what that means. Most of Rabirmia, now Rabirmia asked the question, Now one second, so Rabirmia was assuming, now we had explained that that Mishnah, where we say that we go based on the rove, and say that she could marry a coin, is because there were two roves, right? There was, it happened in Sipori where most people are kosher, and also it was the day where the people were coming in for the markets, and most of them were kosher as well. But Rabbi Yermia isn't assuming that, and he's saying, so he's assuming it was just one rope, that the majority of the people where she were, where she was, I guess in Sipori, the majority of the people there were kosher, therefore she's allowed to marry a coin. So Rabbi Yermia asked, don't you need two ropes? Don't we learn in a Mishnah, if you're in a city that has Yidin there and 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 of the Kochovim there, and then you find a baby, and now you don't know is the baby a Yid or is the baby an Ovid Kochovim. So Imrov of the Kochovim, Ovid Kochovim. So if the majority of the people there are are, are are idolaters, so we assume that the kid comes from them. Imrov Yisrael, Yisrael. If most of the people there are Yidin, so we assume that the kid is a Yid. Mechza Mechza Yisrael, and even if it's 50-50, right, 50% Yid and 50% of the Kochavim, so we assume that the kid is a Yid. And says, Rav, and says, Rav, look, when we say that if the majority of the place are Yidin, so we assume that the kid is a Yid, that just means, so, okay, so Bezdin, you know, takes responsibility to make sure that he has what he needs and stuff. But Liuchsin, can we assume that he can marry a Koyin? No, that wouldn't be the case. So, 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 what do we see? So we see that there's a, right, there's one rove, right? There's a rove that it's a majority of Yidin in the place. Nonetheless, that would not be enough, says Rob, to be able to allow him to marry a coin. Uh, well, if it's a daughter, she would, a girl, she wouldn't be allowed to marry a coin. Shmuel says, and Shmuel says, when we say that, um, if the majority is Yidin, so then we treat the kid as a Yid, it means that we can even be Machal Shabbos, in order to, you know, save him from like rubble or something like that. Now the Gemara is going to, you know, clarify this in a little bit, that it's not just if the majority of are Yidin, but okay, we'll get there in a few minutes. So now, so, no, so, so, Rabirmi asks, I don't understand, how could we be saying 
right, that the halacha is like uh, Rabiosi. How could Rav be saying that the halacha is like Rabiosi? That, um, that, you know, if the majority of the people there were kosher, then we can assume that she can marry a coin. Um, but don't you need a double rove? So Shtamit say, Hodam Ravyuda Marav, well, he had forgotten about that, which Ravyuda said in the name of Rav, Bikronis Shaltsipori Avamaise, like we said earlier, that, yeah, it wasn't simply that the majority of the people in Sipori are kosher, but it was also the market when there were people coming into town and they were also a majority kosher. Now, one second. Ravchanan Bairavi had said that, look, they only paskin that she could marry a coin in that particular case. Right, but in general, we wouldn't assume that she would have been able to marry a coin. Now, if uh, we're saying that that's talking about where there was a double um, a majority of kosher, right, that most of the people in Sipori are kosher, and most of the people who were coming in for the market are kosher. So there was a double majority of kosher people, and there, and 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 says of Chanan by Ravit that. Davka, that, in that case, we required a double majority, but in general, we would not require a double majority. But then, if that's the case, right, uh, where am I? Uh, Meaning, if he's saying that Davka, in that particular case, they needed the double majority, but in general, you would not need a double majority, then what do you do with this Brysa, where it says that if the majority of the, right, you find this baby, and we're saying if the majority of the People that are in our yidin, so we can assume that the baby is a yid and says, Rav, that's only to take care of the baby, but not, not for, to be able to marry a coin. And there, there's only one rove, and they're not allowed to marry a coin. So, mandamasniya, lo masniya. So look, Rav Hanan Bairavi, who says that it is a hara shah, that is, he doesn't hold like Rav Yudha Amar Rav, that there was a double majority. Rather, he's saying that that mission is talking about there's only a single majority, right? That, um, you know, is in Sipori, the majority of the people there are kosher, and that alone was enough for her to be able to marry a kain. And says of Hanan Bairava, in the name of Rab, that that was only in that particular case. But in general, as we see in this Brysa, where they found the kid, we would say that um, she would not be able to marry a kain with only a single rove. Gufa, we said earlier, Matsubatino Mushloch, that if uh, right, we found this kid in if the majority of the people there are, are idolaters, we assume that the child is an idolater, isn't from comes from the Ovde Kuchov. Im Yisrael, if the majority of the people there are Yidin, so we assume that the kid is a Yid. Yisrael, and if it's 50-50, we also assume that the kid is a Yid. Omar Rav Rav says that when we say that the majority if the majority are Yidin, so we assume that the kid is a Yid, so then that's only to sort of take care of him. But there would be no implications in terms of being able to marry a coin. And Shmuel says that we assume that um, the kid is a yid. If it's a majority of yid, and we assume that the kid is a yid to the extent that we would be able to save him uh, on Shabbos. Would Shmuel really say that only in the situation where the majority of the people there are yidin would we be able to be Mechal Shabbos to save this kid? The Amr of Yosef, Amr of Yudah, Amr Shmuel. That when it comes to pikuach nefesh, we don't go based on the majority, right? We don't say that, well, if the majority are, um, are of the kochavim, then we wouldn't uh, be mechal shabbos to save people. No, even, even if the majority of people are of the kochavim, you still are able to be mechal shabbos to save people. 
um, you know, because you know, even if the majority of the Kohlam, they're also still Yidin over there. You can be Mechal Shabbos for the Yidin, and even if the majority of the Kohlam. So, Eloki, Itmar to Shmuel, Aresha Itmar. Rather, when Shmuel says, by the Pikuach Nefesh, it's talking about the first part of the Brice, in Rov Ovde Kohlam, Ovid uh, that if the majority of the people in the city are Ovid Kohom, so we assume that this kid is an Ovid Kohom. However, but in terms of be Michal Shabbos to save somebody, we don't say, well, the majority of the people are Ovid Kohom, therefore we can't be Michal Shabbos to save people. No, even in that case, you would be able to be Michal Shabbos. So then, if that's the case, then when we say that if the majority of the people in the city are Ovid Kohom, so we assume that the kid is Ovid Kohom, for what? Amra Papa Lachilo Nevelos to say that well you can eat non kosher food. In Rov you saw you saw the Mayochus and then we say okay if the majority of the 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 of the place are Yidin so we assume that the kid is a Yid with regard to what? So Amra Papa Lachzulo Aveda. Papa says well to return a lost object find a lot right if this kid uh, lost an object so to do a Shavas Aveda. Mechza Mechza Yisrael. So when we say that if fifty, you know, fifty percent of the city are yid and fifty percent are over the kohavim, so we assume that the kid is a yid with regard to what? So I'm reishlakish lenizakin. Says reishlakish with regard to damages, right? Of course, as we're going to learn when we get to masech the nizikin, there's a concept of a short tam and a short mud, a short a, an ox that has been warned and an ox that has not been warned. So. Um, an ox that has not been warned if it damages so then um, the owner is responsible to pay only 50% of the damages but if it's already an ox that's been warmed it's, a, it's an ox that already has uh, three times uh, damaged so then so then so then the owner needs to pay uh, 100% of damages so now we're saying that this kid who was born in a place that's 50% of the and 50% yin so we assume that the kid is a yin it says with regard to these damages so then, hey Chidami, what about these damages? So if we're saying, well, the ox of a Yid gored the ox of this fellow who were, you know, 50, you know, was found in this place, it's 50% of the Kham, 50% Yid. So then, so, so then, so his ox got gored, and now he wants to get paid, um, you know, fully. So Well then he wouldn't be able to get paid um, right right in full because we would say to him bring a proof that you are a Yid and only then I'm going to pay you but if you can't prove that so I'm not going to pay you so then it doesn't sound like he's really being treated as a Yid in that sense So Rather it's talking about where his ox Gored our right ox, and um, and uh, right. So meaning the gore of the, the 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 ox of this fellow who was found, gored the ox of a of a yid. So so palga mishalim. So then this fellow can say, look, I'm only paying fifty percent damages. Right? If it was a short time, he's going to say, well, I'm only paying fifty percent. The idach palga, and if you want to retrieve the other. Fifty percent. Look, just pre, you know, if you could prove that I'm not a yid, so then I'll pay you the rest of it. But otherwise, you know, I'm saying I'm a yid, and therefore I'm only gonna have to pay you half damages because it was a sure tam. And therefore, we're saying that if this kid was found in a place that was fifty percent yid and fifty percent of the kochavim, he would be able 
to um, be treated like a yid to the extent that well, if his ox damaged, uh, you know, gored the ox, uh, another yid's ox, so then if it was a sure tom, an unwarned ox, he would only have to pay fifty percent damages. Now, if the yid says no, you have to pay full damages because you know if kachavim would would gore the ox of a yid, even if it's a short time, would have to pay full damages. He would say, yeah, but prove that I'm actually an ove kachavim, and only then I'll pay you full damages. But otherwise, I'm paying you half damages, and therefore, uh, effectively, basically, he has the din of a yid that he's only going to pay half damages. Friends, that was after Tzvav Masechet Ksubis. Hope you enjoy. Peace out.